Hey guys, this is Make It Count. I'm Elinka, your host, and I hope that you will enjoy this new episode.
guys, this is episode 40. Thank you for listening. I wouldn't have made it without your listening years. Much, much gratitude. Did you ever feel like you lived in a bubble, incubator or island? Sometimes I feel like I'm part of an experiment of which I'm not aware of. I guess it is all a question of perspective. Are we a part of a select group or are we part of a social experiment? Each time you feel isolated in a way from the rest of the world, you are entitled to ask yourself that question. If we had to place a bet according to the great scheme of things and universal truth, in order to understand oneness, we are also taught or made to remember how separation feels like. The problem is that some people got really comfortable with the illusion of being protected by the walls of the Agora, as they know it. So, what happens when you are released into the wild? Here is my story, maybe that will allow you to understand what I'm talking about and extract the essence and apply it to your situation. Just checking to see if any of it fits.
Have you ever been placed or experienced a sort of a confined zone? Have you ever had to spend all your days with certain people for an extended period of time? Have you been trained or taught certain ways for an extended period of time without checking in with the outside world to see and know what is there? Have you at some point been released into the wild, aka world, of limitless possibilities and did not know what was there? How to behave differently? Have you ever felt like you never belonged anywhere? Anywhere you went after that? Have you ever had the sense of belonging before that happened? How about after? Yeah, I think you should write this down. Well, the first years of my life, I really felt like I belonged. I was surrounded by love, family, nature, kids. The possibilities seemed to be endless and my imagination had no limits. I was rocking it like nobody's business. That is when I first saw myself having a sort of podcast. I imagined myself talking to people and it was really the only time I didn't feel shy about talking non-stop. I had a purpose. I was on a mission. I also wrote poems. Ever since I could write, I was writing deep, sorrowful poems. Nobody could understand where the depth came from. And then came the painting. I loved to mix colors and draw shapes. Then again, I was drawing on the walls ever since I was in the crib. So first came the drawing. I felt so good to feel and be free. I wish someone could have, at that time, taken a picture at my baby drawings. My poems were also stolen, never to be recuperated. Nothing of all that remained. I guess that happens with the passage of time. The child's inner workings that have been displayed for the world to see just vanish into thin air because they look like doodles or pages with words. I would love to see them again and decode who I was and what was true to me at that time. I guess it is like most of history. The early beginnings are somehow hidden under piles of rubble. Thank God for the curious, passionate archaeologists. What about our personal archaeology? It would be useful to remember who we were as children. That would give us an idea about what we came here for, our soul path. May God's blessing keep you always May your wishes all come true May you always do for others And let others do for you May you build a ladder to the stars And climb on every rung May you stay
be righteous. May you grow up to be true. May you always know the truth and see the light surrounding you. May you always be courageous. Stand upright and be From that, I started building up experience after experience. The first experiment was going to an international school that taught in a foreign language different than what was my mother tongue, the language of my country. I was brought up in another culture. It was portrayed as being a copy-paste of what was going on in their motherland, but guess what? After 12th grade, I discovered, shocker, that that was not the case. The French modern society hadn't much in common with what I was taught in school. I was neither here nor there from that point of view. The landmarks of my existence were skewed. Go, go, oh, with the record selection. 
reflection and a mirror's reflection. I'm a dancer with myself. I what is no one else's side. I think a crowd and lonely night. Well, I wait so long for my love vibration and I'm dancing with myself. wake up after a 12 years dream and find out that what you believe was true was only a reflection of the truth and here comes in the myth of the cave boy how I love philosophy it seems that I was more privy to an outdated cultural image that is okay somehow because that was at least true all of those facts happened and the elders can attest to it but how about fitting into the new generation's reality mm? old soul with memories of learned history and past events <sighs> that can mess with you then i reintegrated my society not knowing left from right Talk about adapting skills, brand new world in college, where the thing started to feel and look upside down. 
their normal and my normal mm, perspectives perspectives i came from a fancy private school i was shy insecure and reserved and i met overconfident people from all parts of the country from the state schools i found out that in that system it did not matter that much what you knew or if you had any know-how what mattered was the strong belief in oneself I was surprised that when two students go to an exam, the one that strikes gold is not the one that studied the most, but the one that has confidence and is more talkative. If you are shy, it is a tough fight. Whereas in the French system, what mattered the most was the combo between knowledge and technique, in the Romanian system what mattered the most was the combo between knowledge and self-confidence. Bye.
Workplace, well, that's another story. The private sector and the public, the corporate world, the small businesses. Well, my first experience was corporate. <laughs> go big or go home, right? Well, big corporate international shareholders and elite of Romanian employees was my first experience. There's no contest. Once you have settled and grew roots in the corporate system, if you test the public waters, ooh, let's say it gets muddy. Where do I begin? Another mind fudge, that's for sure. Another aquarium, bubble, island, you name it. It changes you forever, and if you get out there, you are unable to cope with other people's realities. Can't you see that the separation is so well ingrained in the society that you have trouble adjusting that often to big life changes? It wears you down until you break down or change gears completely. But your soul knows when you are not supposed to do something anymore. Five years of corporation and societal changes taught me that that industry was forever changing according to financial interests. The community adapts or perishes. The state professional activities? Oh, if you get in because as the kids from the state schools were back in college, the state professionals think that they are something special. So if you get in, it is like a soap opera. Dramatics over dramatics for a sad, sad, sad salary. But hey, you have a semblance of a life after work, which is hardly the case for the corporate slaves. Being in both camps. You suffer in different ways, but suffering is guaranteed. Your individuality is stripped on both sides. You become a tool. Wonder why I'd have such an issue with that, huh? You can even choose door number three, being independent, but the system still has its ways to strip you naked of your dignity through the means of the taxes. There is an inner corrosion that you need to find a way to heal until it breaks you completely and no one is the wiser. How many hours do you spend from home to work and back? Is it acceptable to waste one-fourth of your life traveling aimlessly from point A to point B and back? There is no lesson to be learned and nothing to be gained in wasting that much time on traffic. Two-fourths are spent at work laboring for something you don't really believe in in nothing that is really meaningful to humankind and you have a remaining whooping one-fourth to share between the rest. Family, friends, own time, most of which you sacrifice because you only have 24 hours in a day. No wonder people are depressed. They never get to see the sunlight, enjoy nature, meaningful relationships, families are torn and are passing by each other like ships in the night. Someone had to wake up and smell the BS. So, I did.
Someone had to smell the BS, so I did. And it was fudging painful, let me tell you that. Something had to give. What are we doing? What are we building right now? Why are we building ourselves in order to allow to be torn apart? What can you do to get out from under this chaotic Brownian movement and smell the roses instead of admiring pictures of Rose's past. This issue definitely needs to get out there in the collective consciousness and be dealt with as soon as possible. There is an organic way to live. There must be a way of making this happen and still have the means to survive and eventually thrive from simply being us. You thought that slavery was banished and gone? Think again.
Are we rebels for wanting a more organic life? If indeed we are, we're definitely rebels with a cause. This life rhythm is not sustainable in the long run, and when you break down and fall into pieces, the system will dump you. There is nothing to ensure that you will be taken care of once you have served your purpose in this game that they call life. And life is all that we have. It is precious, too precious to be wasted on not living for yourself. We are not robots. We will not become robots. Not if the awakened community has something to say about it. So, I submit this information to your attention. Let's make it count. One love.
ladies and gents, boys and girls. This was Make It Count. I'm Elinka, your host, and until next time, fight the good fight and make it count. <laughs>